Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast. You're here with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg, and we are here for part two with Travis Gore. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, Pastor Brad. Good to see you. Look forward to continuing our discussion from last week. Yeah, it was a really good discussion last week. Really good discussion. So uh, without further ado, a man that needs no introduction, Bishop Travis Gore. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Good to be back. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. You are welcome. We enjoyed the discussion so much last week, and we're glad you're back again. And uh, I think our discussion led us up to really about the time of, of you going into pastoral ministry. So if I'm correct... I think your first pastorate was at New Life, somewhere around Richmond area. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, just just tell us a little bit about your time as a pastor. Yep. So I spent three years here in Nortonville, left mm-hmm. here youth pastor in 2000, went to Martinsville, did some youth work there. Okay. So two youth pastors. I did six years in youth work. And okay. then we left Martinsville and went to, which was then, <clears throat> excuse me, the Poplar Springs Church of God on the east end of Richmond. Okay. Uh, the Parsons was literally in the direct flight path of Richmond International Airport. So oh, okay. Planes up all the time. All so, the time. We took that church on and, um, you know, it was, um, there were some challenges when we, when we walked in there, the Lord was good to us and helped us and really sent us some really, really good people. We spent a couple of years there. I was, uh, I was 20, uh, 27 when I started there. And, uh, so I got a, I got an early, sorry, I was 26 when I started there. So it's pretty uh, young as a, a lead pastor. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, had a parsonage, had a building, had wow. some money in the bank. Um, but they'd been through some hard times. So we spent a couple of years there. The Lord was really good to us, helped us. We saw some, we saw some pretty good growth. What advice would you give to a first time, first year pastor? Yeah. So f- I would tell them, uh, when you go into a place, you know, don't worry so much about changing everything and, um, you know, trying to, to turn the ship mm-hmm. and make everything different. You know, it's been my experience that you go in and just start building relationships, loving people. Uh, and if you go into a troubled situation, I'm going to use this term, just just have church. Because sometimes I found mm. that having church, you know what I mean when I say that, just mm-hmm. having services, preaching, letting the Holy Spirit do His work, sometimes that, that will fix a lot of stuff, not that's, everything. That's great advice. But it will get you some momentum going. That's great advice. Uh, just the moving of the Holy Spirit corporately, right? Yep. Just that is tremendous. Preach, advice. have altar calls, lay hands yeah. on people, love on and, them. And let know. God be God. You do. And let Him work. I yeah. call it getting some leadership change in your that's pocket. Because you get good. some change yeah. in your pocket, then you can make some some of those changes, mm-hmm. but you've still got some, you still got some currency in your pocket to work with. And mm-hmm. as you said, the foundation it relationships, right? That's it. Yeah. What's that old John Maxwell adage? People don't care how much you know, do they know how much you care? So true, you know? isn't it? Uh, and people are our greatest asset. That's so good. Such a bedrock. Well, you were at Poplar Spring, mm-hmm. and then you stayed there for... Stayed there two years two until years. 2005. And then transitioned to Franklin County, mm-hmm. south of Roanoke. Yeah. So the Rocky Mount Church of God. Yeah. So we went there in 2005. Uh, I thought it was going to be... You know, decent stint. I had no idea it was going to be a ten-year. So you spent a decade there. We spent yeah. a decade in that uh, in in Franklin County, and uh, I think really going there. You know, sometimes God sends you places for the for the people. Sometimes He sends you there for yourself. Mm. Uh, it was there uh, that God really taught me how to uh, just 
learned to enjoy where I was. That's good. All the way to where I was going because I had this tendency, always looking what was next, what's coming mm-hmm. next. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the, the writer of Proverbs who said the eyes of a fool and the ends of the earth, always looking at what's mm-hmm. coming. So I got there, been there about two years, got bored, got antsy, and was ready to go. And uh, I, I tried many times to leave there, went interview places, and I'd make calls. Every seer call me, and the Lord just said, I, "You're going to stay till I'm done." And I wow. finally got to the point. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to. This is where you want me. Mm-hmm. And we did ten years of ministry. Had a lot of highs. Had a lot of lows. We had some really, probably one of my more fruitful places of ministry mm-hmm. was in Rocky Mountain because we stayed long enough. Right. Right. Well, and, and and that experience now in your current role, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a little bit, is invaluable, right? Because yeah. you have the experience as a shorter-term pastor, but you also now have that experience as a long-term, yeah. long-tenured pastor. Before I go to the next question, what about a personal question? Uh, your children, were they born in Richmond or Rocky Mount or a little bit yeah. of both? So Jensen was born in Martinsville. Martinsville, okay. In 2001, we were youth pastoring there. He was born there. And then in Richmond, J.C. was born in 2004, right before we moved to Rocky Mount. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I think when when I first met you myself personally, I was starting the ministerial process, mm-hmm. and it was a youth camp, and you were still pastoring at Rocky Mount. But I remember you were gracious with your time even then to talk to me about starting into ministry. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, you transitioned to the church where I had completed my MIP, yeah. uh, Pulaski Church of God. Yeah. So to backtrack just about the kids, we actually found out when we were in Nortonsville. No that, way. That we were that Kelly was pregnant with Jensen. How about that? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. his roots start here in Nortonsville. How about that? Okay. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, so we transitioned from Rocky Mountain 2015 to, uh, to Pulaski. Um, that was a season for me, if I can be a little transparent. I was really, I was really weary. Mm. Uh, I was really tired. Just I hit that that wall. We call it burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't take. En- I mean, we took vacations, but I just didn't take enough. You know, little 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 days here. How many years had you been in ministry by that point? Time I got uh, time I finished at Rocky Mount. Uh, I had I'd been uh, sixteen, probably sixteen years because I did three years at Nortonsville, three at Martinsville. Mm-hmm. Two at Richmond, eight. So almost probably eighteen when so I finished. So up you're there. pushing twenty years of ministry and, years and of feeling ministry. some fatigue. Not even, not quite forty years old yet, and mm-hmm. feeling like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. But, but would years. it be fair? I think now, and please disagree, Pastor Brad or, or Bishop, if I'm wrong. I feel like now it is more acceptable and it is more in vogue. It is more in style to take a little time off yeah. or to even take a sabbatical. Yeah, and that's just become popular and and I'm glad it has been I think it's healthy but more of what the last four or five years yeah. so we're, we're not talking that long ago when yeah. you're talking about your burnout yeah. but during that time you you didn't pastors didn't take not time lot. for their health no and you know a seasoned pastor said just take the time off you know just take four weeks take the time off and you know I'm thinking I've got you know I've got a wife I've got two kids that are in school mm-hmm. and it's not just that easy, mm-hmm. you know, and we did, we vacationed every year, sometimes two weeks a year, but they're just, there was those, you know, I heard John Maxwell one time say that you need about every three months, you need just take a couple of days. And, and that proved to be true. Cause I, I look back and even now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, about three months in, you can start feeling yourself in your tank, getting a little empty, yeah. you know, uh, I may would have lasted longer in pastoral ministry. 
Had, if I had taken more time had off. Had taken more time off. Well, speaking of taking a little time off, we are... What a great segue, Pastor Brad. You're, you're, you're teaching me well on the Bad Preaching Podcast. We are up on a break, and uh, we are enjoying this conversation. Hope you'll stay with us and come back after the break with Bishop Travis Gore, Bad Preaching Podcast. Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. We're here with Bishop Travis Gore, our state ministries director, a gentleman who has great roots here in Nortonsville. And we were just talking about his time as a pastor, and we had gotten to the point of his tenure at the Pulaski Church of God, one of our very historic churches in the state of Virginia. And uh, talk to us a little bit about your time there as pastor. Yeah, so we went there in 2015. The church was a couple of years, I think, shy of their 100th birthday, oh, almost mm-hmm. 100 years in that community. And uh, we went to a place very broken. They had uh, not not necessarily split, but had a pretty rough patch there. And uh, the Lord's, you know, sent us there. I, to- I said earlier how sometimes God sends you a place for yourself. Sometimes he sends you there for those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just broken and hurting. And uh, the Lord helped us. And we just began the process of helping to mend and restore. And then, of course, as you know, uh, we kind of turned the corner and caught our breath, felt like everybody was doing well. And then on January the 11th, 2017, uh Two of the three buildings were completely destroyed uh, by a massive fire. We lost our mm. worship center. We lost our uh, children's ministry area, our offices, nurseries. So it was uh, the greatest leadership challenge or crisis I've ever had to lead through mm. in my life. There's no manual for that. There's mm. nothing we learned in MIP. Mm. Lee didn't have a class on that. How do you lead people through a church fire? You just kind of figure it out as you go. Well, and you really led, I guess, as pastor there, two crises. Yeah, you you came into one, and then and then the fire. But what was the motto? You you really rallied the troops from the very beginning. I think the Lord touched you, and I, I was already here in Central Virginia, but watched it through social media and mm-hmm. Facebook and things like that. But you had a motto from from pretty much that night of the fire, mm-hmm. and it was what was that? Yeah, so when I got the call, I got in the car, drove to the church. Uh, as I was driving over there, just was I, I was by myself and just said, Lord, you know, what are we going to do? And uh, as certain as I am that I've ever heard the Holy Spirit speak to me, he said, you're going to rejoice because nobody was in that building. Mm. No lives were lost. Thank the Lord for that. And you're going to rise mm. and you're going to rebuild for my glory. Amen. And uh, that kind of became, as you said, that was our mm. mantra. T-shirts mm. made, the whole deal. We just kind of lived by that for those those several months as we walk through that. And and that historic church is thriving today, right? It's doing very well. Yeah. Pastor Donald mm-hmm. Sandra Jones leading mm-hmm. that, built built the new facility and a beautiful, beautiful building. So uh the Lord the Lord helped us, has helped them and the church yeah. is doing extremely yeah. well now. God is faithful. He is. Even during the difficult mm-hmm. times, yes, isn't he? For sure. And, and powerful ministry even during that time, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah. Church actually grew as a result of the fire. That first Sunday, we were out of our building. We had to use that um, 
another facility there in town. And uh, I think that Sunday we had 465 people. Now, they all didn't attend that church. Right. But they came as a show of support for the community, and Mm -hmm. it was pretty incredible. Incredible. A lot of attention on the news and things. Oh, yeah. God can use anything to to receive glory Mm -hmm. and to show his power and faithfulness, right? It was free publicity. I don't know if I want it again, but it was free publicity. (laughs) Right, right. I understand that. Now, after Pulaski, you you moved into the uh, youth director position, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I did. And and how, what was that like? So uh, we had really no intentions of that. That church burnt down. We were there to stay. Go see it through. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said no, and so that position became available. We stepped into that, and uh, I'd always had a desire to be a state youth director, mm-hmm. but you know, we eventually just kind of put that aside. So that's never going to happen. Uh, but then to be offered that role in your home state, yeah, I was right. just like, man, really? So we right. we jumped in there, and uh, that was, you know, for five years we did that. That was just incredible to be with the the pastors of the state, youth pastors, the students, really. Mm. And of course, the the highlight of any youth director, they'll tell you today, is is that is the youth camp. Yeah. Now, what was your favorite part of youth camp while you were director? Oh gosh. Um, it definitely wasn't the pre-planning. That was kind of the hard part. Uh, <laughs> once camp started, that was kind. Of, it, it would have to be. It would have to be those services with those students. I mean, just mm-hmm. watching them respond to what God was doing in their lives and mm-hmm. hearts. I mean, you just. I don't know if you get any any better than being at an altar with a couple, two, three hundred students, high school, middle school, whatever. And watching God move in their yeah. lives. I mean, Brad, you got healed at one of those youth camps. I, I did. You were I, wasn't, actually, I wasn't the director. I was your captain. Yeah, I was about to say, you were my captain leader that yeah. year. So, fun fact for all of you, if you didn't know that yeah. one. <laughs> you came out of retirement to actually lead our captain. I did. Yeah. He tore his knee. Tore his knee to pieces. Oh, it was oh, bad. Man. Yeah. That, it was actually a story we shared. Uh, oh, that's right. Folks can go back and hear that story on a prior podcast. Yeah. That's right. Boys yeah. had hands on his knee. He took it. I mean, got just healed. healed yeah, that was, that was pretty yeah, that incredible. Was youth, that was youth camp. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And Pastor Brad now serves on the state youth board. Yeah. So you'll be part of those planning sessions. Oh, yeah. We've we we started some of camp that. Camp <laughs> already, right? Yep. Yeah. So. yeah, we're looking forward to camp this year. So we're really excited for it. Now, hopefully, as you plan camp and, and your board that you're on now, you will not have the COVID curveball, yeah. as I call it, the COVID <laughs> curveball. But pa- uh, Bishop, your pastor as well, Pastor's fine. Uh, <laughs> you had to experience while you were the Virginia State Youth Director what I would call the COVID curveball. Yeah. So talk to us about navigating yeah. that. I guess. So it wasn't just a COVID curveball for the youth department, but um, Bishop Murkovich had sent me down to a church just to fill in for a brief few weeks in between pastors. And what we thought was going to be four weeks turned into four months. Oh, wow. Because shut down and all that. So I drove. So you essentially pastored that church for I four months. I did pastor it through COVID through and COVID. drove every Sunday morning for 11 weeks during the shutdown to preach to the <laughs> sanctuary. So, wow. Uh, so 2020. So you could feel our pain then, yeah. those of us pastoring. You, you were doing it. It was yeah. tough. And you I was doing, doing it a couple hours away, too. It was kind of mm. a remote wow. situation, but Man. drove down to preach. And, wow. Uh, so camp comes along, and for the first time in... Uh, 50 plus years there was nothing on those grounds I remember the day we had to pull the plug on it um, mm. I mean I literally I was not the only person but I cried tears that day tears mm. yeah. uh, so that that was you know, but it was heart wrenching it was I, mean, I was still coming to work 
So you pull up on those grounds in the summertime when you know oh, there should be camp my. going on, and they're mm. just they're just desolate. Yeah. They're, mm. You know, you're used to seeing hundreds of kids running around. You, it you just, knew those specific days there would have been we hundreds of kids, and yeah. the canteen would have been open, and the yeah. cafeteria going, and it was ping rough. pong balls everywhere. Ping pong balls, that was tough. And then to come back the next year, we got to do the one day deal. You know, we had able to have people come in for the one day. Governor lifted the, he lifted the, you know, the, the COVID uh, ban, uh, the regulations. He lifted them in May. Well, we obviously can't plan camp in, in, in a month. So we didn't get to get, get to have kids on the ground, it, though. It was a creative solution. It worked. Yeah. The Lord helped us. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, there, we really want to talk with you about your new role as okay. ministries director and, and some goals and things but our time these bad preaching podcasts and pastor brad they go by very swiftly so i think we'll close with this maybe have you share with us a couple of your favorite memories from youth camp okay and then maybe we could convince you and sometime in the future to come back and do yet one more podcast with us Mm -hmm. and talk about your new role if you're okay with that yeah absolutely i'd love to so some of my favorite memories um you know uh we had a, a young lady uh, again, a knee, a mm. Allie Fleener. Uh, okay, Jeremy was just mm-hmm. to pieces. Big brace on. She comes mm-hmm. to the prayer line. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. And uh, we prayed for her, and God just she took that brace off. God just God healed wow. her. Mm-hmm. It wow. was it was it was miraculous yeah. to see what the Lord did there. So that was that was a, a really a really good good memory. Wow. And that young lady is an athlete, and now is a athlete at the collegiate level, UVA right? wise on scholarship right. playing yeah. NCAA women's basketball. So look what the Lord team. has done, yeah. right? That's powerful. Yeah. So, so that significant. Was, and probably working with my, being alongside my family in ministry, you know, we mm-hmm. would spend those, those weeks on the grounds together and, you know, we'd be there before anybody ever got there and those, right. Kelly and the kids, I mean, she was the camp secretary did all that data entry and the kids just being able to be together as a family and do ministry was just yeah. a thrill. I really enjoyed that. Very special yeah, thing. Yeah, it was. I think any time a family can do that, take advantage of that yeah. in terms of ministry it together, was, right? It was fun. Do it together. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Brad, any closing thoughts for the Bad Preaching Podcast? What was it like uh, bringing water baptism back to back to oh, camp? Oh man, this Good last question. camp, we kind of knew coming into this camp that was could possibly be our last mm. one. And man, I think we—I don't remember the exact numbers. It was—I uh, was close to a couple hundred kids we baptized in two weeks. It wow. was just—that was such a. I'm glad you brought that up. I hadn't forgot about it, but man, that was such a, a significant moment mm-hmm. watching those kids. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. Pastor Brad, you want to take us out of this? Thank you, Pastor Bishop. Travis Gore, we appreciate it very much, very much. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us on the Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching (laughs) Podcast.